Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes a Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com and my favorite daily fantasy site, Draft.com, where if you go right now and sign up using the promo code BOXES, you will get a free entry to your first game. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael. You must defend yourself. Gosh, already with this. Okay. What about what? I made some bad choices for lunch today. <laughs> I understand. The listeners are finally coming through for me. And you were on the verge of being eliminated from the playoffs in the listener league. It was um uh, it was not a good week for me last week. Um this is the interesting week. A lot of head-to-head leagues are uh, have a two week time frame due to the all-star break that is coming up uh, very shortly. One of my favorite weekends in all of the NBA season. And uh, it's, it's going to come down to the wire in this listener league. I'm uh, I'm proud of some of you listeners, other listeners. I'm not so proud of, I'm not going to name who. And um, Tyler, I don't know your team. I thought with all the injuries uh, you would be devastated, but you're two and a half games up. And uh, LeBron's hairline, Sloan Ranger, second and third. And I'm, I'm barely hanging. I'm only a game up on the uh, the fifth place guy. I'm still in fourth. But there's uh, two guys, Buckets McGee and License to Lillard, uh, hanging out. And actually, Dexter and uh, We the North uh, aren't completely out of the playoff race. But um, it's getting tight. Yeah, so there's four weeks after this two-week period here. There's four weeks to go until the playoffs begin. Only four teams make it in this listener league, and Michael is holding on, just clutching to that fourth spot with all his might. But I don't know, Mike. I think they're going to take you out. Yeah, I, I you know, I got to just start. I got to start winning every week. It's taking this seriously. You know, I've been screwing around. All season long, not trying at all, obviously, or else I'd be way in first. And uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give him my all for the, the the stretch into the playoffs. I think they've got you, Mike. I think your back's against the wall now, and I I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, license to Lillard grabs that final playoff spot and mm. takes me on in the first round of the playoffs. You heard it here first, everybody. Uh, the uh, I think if License Stillard gets in the in the playoffs, he's gonna he'll probably take you uh, down in the first round. Oh no, I don't know about all that, Michael. I think you're hitting the either way. Again. If I make it or he makes it, you're going down in the first round. I've been the top seed like all season long, mind yeah. you. I don't know that you guys can take me out that soon. I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not that impressed. Um. It's going to be a tight one, so everybody stay tuned for that listener league. But uh, right now, uh, it's kind of a little bit of a fantasy basketball break. Uh, When the players go on all-star break, so do we as as fantasy players. It's kind of um, a good time of year. I often try to go on vacation this time of year, and then my vacation usually goes too long. And then I come back and my team's drop five places, and... Because uh, I didn't pay any attention to it, and it's a every Fre- February I I blow I completely blow whatever league I'm in, 
And uh, this year, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to strive to uh, to not make that same mistake. It's happening, Mike. You're going on vacation next week. We all know this. That is true. I will be in the beautiful state of Alaska, where um, I don't know what their views on fancy basketball are up there, but we'll uh, we'll find out. And um, well, like ten people live in a town, so it's hard to get a league going. Yeah, hopefully they got Wi-Fi. Like I don't, or they play or in at least... very shallow leagues up there, I, I believe. Yeah, I, I think they're outside playing hockey or fighting bears. I don't know what's going on up there. Got to figure it out. It's gonna be cool. So yeah, we will be gone next week, but it is the All Star break. And, well, you uh, will be gone. You will I be gone. may be back. You never you, know. Uh, might have a special podcast for the listeners out there after the All Star break. But as is tradition. Um, it is time for the Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball All-Star Awards, where we make up ridiculous categories and then fit people into those categories to award them for being fantasy all-stars. Um, it's a time-honored tradition that we just we could not we couldn't skip it this year, Tyler. Well, we could skip it, but we chose not to. That's, I I would actually say you couldn't skip it. I didn't choose to skip it. I chose to skip it. I couldn't do it. I am excited about some of these categories. And like I mentioned to you earlier, I'm not excited about some other ones because I had a hard time finding anyone to put in them. Yes. These are um, – some of them are a little bit difficult. Some of them are a little bit weird. And um, some of them have no uh, right answer unless it's my answer. So – Let's let's go ahead and get started. Uh, let's hit these fantasy all star awards with um, everyone's favorite. And this is such a personal question. I feel the most disappointing fantasy player this year. I, I like how you always start off on a negative note. We can never start off something happy. We always no. have to start off on something bad. Why? Um, why ever start on anything good? So. I have three guys listed. Um, all three of them are somewhat tied to an injury, but that's part of what makes them disappointing. And so if I have to narrow it down to just one, I'll say Miles Turner has been my most disappointing player wow. so far. I think that's pretty good. I had I, high hopes for Miles, and he's just not not cutting the mustard. Yeah, he was a he's a breakout candidate. He had like a, a pretty severe concussion, like right in week one, maybe even game one, was it? I mean, early on, and yeah. just everything. I mean, he's only played forty-one games, which you know, we obviously wanted to see more than that. And it's not really been like injury plagued. That's what I mean. Like the minutes have gone down, and the production's gone down in almost every category. And I don't know. I just thought Miles would be so much better. Yeah, it's um, it is really really disappointing. I think that's a pretty good one. I think uh, that actually might be uh, a little bit better than the one I was thinking of. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crap on anybody for being an injury. So like obviously Isaiah Thomas is is very disappointing. He came back, he looked like crap. We don't know what the second half of the season is going to be like for him, but uh, it wasn't great. Um, you know, Jay Crowder obviously had a decent year. But uh, looks like a, a poo-poo platter all year long. And so there's there's a lot of guys out there 
but I'm not going to blame injury. And I, I don't, you know, I, I don't really care that uh, Jay Crowder is worse than he was last year. I'm going to go with Brooke Lopez. Oh, now that's a good one. He was I, not one who made my list either. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you mine too after you're done with your Brooke Lopez rant. So listen, Brooke Lopez last season, 35th overall. He's been in the top 40 for uh, years. He's been, been healthy. And uh, I think what's most disappointing about this season is he is healthy. He's on a team. He finally got out of Brooklyn and he's on a team that should be playing him 35 minutes a game, 33 minutes a game at least. And um, he's not doing any of those things. He decided to, even when he was playing more minutes, he decided to just jack threes, ignore rebounding, get like, you know, one block a game this season instead of his usual close to two. Man, it's um, – he, he's not even shooting free throws well. Like something's up with him, and I don't – I really don't think he hit a wall. I think it's purely location. I think if he would have moved at the trade deadline, he uh, he might have ended up being a, somewhat of an ownable fantasy player, but chances are you used a, you know, a fourth-round, fifth-round, sixth-round pick on this guy, and he's – just been unreliable the minutes even the games play like the the minutes haven't even been reliable it's not like you know he's going to get 17 minutes each night and, yeah i mean uh, it's sad man it's just sad he literally uh, if you look at you know this isn't even per game this is total season value all right he's played 48 games just a lot of games a lot more than a lot of other people have played and he is the 153rd ranked player if you punt turnovers according to Basketball Monster. So he's not even ownable in a standard league. And that's bad. That's been bad. It's been a bad year for Brooke. And a lot of it, I think, has to do with confidence. He's just not getting the minutes, and that's affecting his play when he is getting the minutes. Yeah. I. It's just not a good fit from there. And it's like, like I said, it's like I don't feel like it's mostly like he – struggled like you know i think he still got it if he was in the right situation and i I think it's purely situational which makes it even more depressing because you can't really like it's hard to give up on someone who at any time could suddenly completely come back into be a top 50 player i am with you there so who are your other other categories they were both arguably first round picks oh and neither one is looking very hot right now the first of which you can probably guess, Mr. Kawhi Leonard, 325th in Basketball Monsters rankings, primarily only because he played nine games. But this wasn't an Isaiah Thomas situation where we knew, we thought, oh, yeah, he could miss a couple months. He might not come back until January. I mean, all the reports were saying, oh, he's going to be ready for the regular season. He's going to be ready. And now, I mean, does does he play at all the rest of the season? They keep saying he's going to, but... There's potential that he doesn't. Yeah, we don't even know. We don't even know what's going on there. It's it's, um, it's really sad, and um, I, you know, I stand by my statement. We we talked about this in a previous podcast. Uh, I stand by my statement that I thought he's a top eight player, especially in roto leagues, even better. And um, I thought everything at a Spurs camp was look sounding, you know, just precautionary and. Uh, they dropped the ball. It sounds like their medical staff dropped the ball. It sounds like Kawhi came back too early. It's been a mess. 
and uh, it's probably important to start pay, to to pay a little bit more attention to um, to guys who get injured who have no reports coming out on them. Yes, um, and we talked about that um, before too. So my other guy, and and this guy hasn't killed you, killed you, but it's John Wall. Ooh. He just can't make a shot. He can't make a free throw. I mean, sure, he's still getting you 19 points and nine assists a game. and But, like, he's the 95th ranked player in that by basketball monster in total value, and I just never thought that would happen. I had him right near in the top 10 and to begin the season, and just 95th is actively hurting your team. Yes. You um... – you can't have that guy on your team. And, and you can't waste that. You can't have him on your team, right? You can't win if you wasted a, a first-round, second-round pick on that guy. Yeah, so those were my three most disappointing players because I think they've killed a lot of teams, right? Because I think Turner was a lot of times second, third-round pick. John Wall and Kawhi Leonard were, were often first-round picks. And all three guys have significantly hurt your team. Let's go to the second award in the fancy all-star, the, the hashtag basketball sponsored watching the boxes, all-star awards for this season show, which is the official name of the show. I'm going to have to write that down. I've already forgot it. Um, the next award is for best streamer. So who has been your favorite, like, and, it's, and this is kind of a hard one because if he's if you kept him, he's not really a streamer. But who's like your favorite? Who's your go-to streamer guy? Who's your your favorite guy to bring in stream? Maybe one of a few weeks. Um, so so this was probably more for early in the season, and it kind of ties into one of my most disappointing players. Um, it's Kyle Anderson. I feel like Kyle Anderson won me a lot of weeks early in the season. Um, people kept thinking Kawhi Leonard was going to come back. And so I could cut Kyle Anderson and then pick Kyle Anderson back up when the Spurs played. And I feel like Kyle Anderson has been real good this season, despite him. You know, most people figure and he would be in line for like a 20 minute per game role. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised he isn't, uh, isn't living up to that right now, but um, that's a pretty good one. He is 77th in basketball monsters total season rankings in 27.4 minutes. So he's been a pretty darn good streamer. And imagine if you can only pick him up and drop him in the games he plays, right? You're going to get the value of somebody else along with that spot. So that makes it for a very valuable spot if you can keep streaming him, which it's a little more difficult now because a lot of people are kind of all out on Kawhi Leonard coming back. That's true. Um, I had a few, actually. I I like a bunch of guys. Um, I think... In my shallower leagues, like Joe Ingles has been people who who people who are not in the know. Oh man, um, Joe Ingles has been great. Like Joe Ingles should be owned. I write it, about that every week. He's like thirty eight percent owned in ESPN leagues, and I write about it every week. Right now, he's hotter than ever. Um, and so he he now he's not under the radar anymore, which is uh, it's harder to get to stream him. But um, I think this guy has been. My most consistent streamer. He's always available. He always comes in, almost always, puts a pretty good performance in whenever I need it. It's nothing special. 
Um, but he does hit threes. He gets uh, more points than someone off the waiver wire. Uh, Etwan Moore. Oh, good call. He's had a very quiet yet good year. 83rd ranked. Yeah. I, I think you could probably pull nine out of like 10, nine out of 10, like even, you know, borderline uh, fantasy players, let alone fantasy experts, put them all in a room. Nine out of 10 of them would be like, is each one more in the top 100? And I think, I, I don't think you would get a majority of the people to say yes. Oh, I'm with you there. I thought you were going to name a different player, though. I was, oh. de- I was dead set you were going to name a bull. Oh no, because I have not. Well, that's not true. I have been streaming Jerry and Grant quite a bit, um, and that's only because Dunn has been hurt. This player is actually ranked ahead of Etwan Moore. If you take turnovers out of the equation, um, if you do an eight category league, he is ranked seventy fourth on the season. It is Mister Justin Holiday. Yeah, he has had a another um, pretty surprising year, and actually a pretty quiet year because nothing he does is super sexy. That's what I mean. And I've, I mean, I've been able to stream him a ton. Just in the sense, I don't think anyone watches the Bulls unless you live in Chicago. I don't think anyone cares about the Bulls, and he's been helping me a lot this year. Yeah, and let's you know, let's go a step further, right? If you uh, are punting field goal and you're punting turnovers, Justin Holiday is a top 70 player. Like oh, yeah. Know. He gets real sexy in certain leagues, man. He's been real good. Surprisingly, too, because everybody keeps saying, oh, there's no way he can keep doing this, and he just keeps doing it. Yep. Half a block, one yeah. steal. These are all, like, mediocre, but not they don't hurt you at all. Like thirteen points, okay. But and that's and then I, I, threes. I write, okay. I write cool. about this every week when I talk about streaming players. Like some players are real good in one category, right? So it's easy to target that player and, and just say, "Oh, I need a rebounds boost. I'm going to grab Tyson Chandler. He gets like nine rebounds a game. If I know Tyson Chandler's playing, that's great." But then you got guys like Justin Holiday who just helps you a little bit everywhere, and that goes a long way in winning a week. It does. It just it chips away at every category, every single category, which which helps. It helps. You get an extra three games, um, and they're all from Justin Holiday, or at least two of them. You know, you're getting twenty six points, like five threes. Like the five threes can make a difference. Yeah, nine rebounds, like five yeah. assists. You know what I mean? Like just a little bit, a little bit everywhere. Just poof, 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 poof. those body shots, man. You got to wear them out, and um. You no wonder you're in the top of this league. You're 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 uh, you're finding all the good streamers. Um, let's go on to the flip side of this: the worst streamer. Who is who's the guy you're like? All right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna pick him up, and uh, he gets on the team, and then you you look at the box score then uh, later that night, and he's just just shit all over the court. Just there's a there's no numbers under his stats just uh the poop emoji is across the the entire board who's your least favorite streamer i i've had two guys that i swear they kill me every time i stream them this year they're terry rozier and alan crab both guys have actually been 
I've actually been top 115 players in eight category leagues this year, but it seems like every time I stream them, they just get nothing, man. I get like two points and an assist and nothing else. That's that's brutal. Yeah, some of this, and some of this stuff is just like, oh, I picked him up and he had an amazing game last game. I better, you know, I'm going to stream that dude. And then you stream him and for some reason he's just, he's kryptonite. He's, you, you just don't get anything from that guy. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Just And it's weird, too, and a lot of it has to do with small sample sizes, right? Is Sometimes you just get burned. Yep, that is true. I'm um, I'm real just, just livid with um, CJ Miles. Oh, man. Another guy who's <clears throat> killed me in the past. CJ Miles, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you sucking. I'm tired of you hitting six threes when you're on the waivers. I'm gonna pick you up, and you hit zero, or probably just one. I don't think I don't think he's ever hit zero threes if he's played a, a decent amount of minutes. But um, I'm I'm real tired of CJ Miles. Just like I've had enough. I, I, I gotta get rid of this guy. I gotta stop picking him up whenever I need threes. Doesn't work. It never works. And I always feel like those are the guys who used. You know what I mean? They just irk you too because you like I could pick up CJ Miles today. No, he's killed me. And then you look at the box score the next night, and CJ Miles just went off for twenty points and yeah. five three pointers. And you're like, "Damn it, CJ Miles!" Every time, it 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 doesn't it doesn't fail, especially for me. It does not fail at all. Let's uh, especially oh, you know he's gonna play Chicago. Oh man, that's gonna be that's gonna be an easy easy target. Chicago sucks. Four points, one three-pointer, two rebounds. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Where was that 24-point game you had against Charlotte? What a a dick. All right. Let's see. Let's let's go ahead. The next award in the All-Star Fantasy Awards. Biggest surprise. This is a very ambiguous question. Uh, award biggest surprise. This could go any direction. I feel like the the judges want to take it. The biggest surprise. There's been a lot of big surprises this year. I really have. But I'd have to say that the biggest surprise for me is Lou Williams. You took it right out of my mouth. Now, good old Lou's been fantasy relevant for a long time on kind of the back end, but in eight category leagues, total season value, he's the 16th ranked player. I mean, can, can you believe that? Cause I, I, I still have to look at it once in a while and go, is that true? Did the basketball monster mess these numbers up or he's out of his mind. He's playing legitimately out of his mind. Yeah. And just hitting every shot and getting assists and stealing the ball. And man, he's just been, been real good this year so yeah that'd have to be my biggest surprise i do have two other ones if you if you need uh, a small boost yeah go ahead with it you might have taken my other the i had some secondary ones lou williams i think was my most surprising but uh um so, cons- so cons- by the way the consensus award for for most surprising player my second biggest surprise would have to be donovan mitchell oh okay that's a good Don- one Donovan Mitchell is the 35th ranked player in eight category leagues for the season. 
I don't think anybody saw that coming, right? I think Donovan Mitchell was not even picked in some leagues, especially at the beginning of the year. You know, we didn't really know how many minutes he was going to play and what his role was going to be. And so to be 35th, I mean, as a rookie, that's a hell of a performance and a, a big, big surprise. Yeah, I, I I have some minor surprises. That's a good one too. I think that's that's probably a runner up. I actually didn't even think Donovan Mitchell. Um, I, I I think some minor surprises though. Uh, Andre Drummond. I wasn't really expecting this kind of uh, resurgence from Andre Drummond. Uh, I I'd kind of given up on old Andre, and uh, we know everybody kind of knows Andre Drummond is Andre Drummond, right? But he, he had never really put it together. And that last season in Detroit, nobody looked good. I don't think anyone liked playing. Everybody was kind of injured. And it was just like, oh, man, you know, I think Andre Drummond might be washed. And, you know, he's a top 20 player. Even with his um, trash free throw, which is significantly – and by the way, uh, let, let's – once again, we, we talked about this almost – Right when the season started, Andre Drummond's hitting uh, free throws. What's going on here? Is he an eighty percent shooter? Blah blah blah. And we went through the 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 ringer there, but we're, I I forget what we put on the board. I think uh, it might have been seventy, which uh, he is below seventy percent. But um, yo, Andre Drummond shot thirty eight percent last year. He is shooting sixty two and a half percent from the free throw line. That isn't that. That might be the biggest legitimately good sample sized jump in I don't know in anyone's career. Yeah, I mean, especially when we're talking about five attempts a game. Um, it's an amazing, amazing turnaround. And that's made him into even someone roto players can um use and enjoy. He just keeps sucking the value out of it. I'm also really impressed. Uh, and let me make sure this doesn't fall into a, a different category. No, it does not. I didn't think Oladipo would be this good. I thought he would be good. I thought he would be a breakout candidate. I thought he was a guy to to buy low on, to draft, to, to reach for in your draft. And uh, he didn't just hit. He's a top 10 player. Yeah, that's another good one. Um, I'll mention one more, Darren Collison, kind of written off the last few years in Sacramento, went to Indiana, was, I mean, a lot of times picked outside the top 100. He's the 43rd ranked player so far this season. Um, That's been a pretty big surprise. Ooh, I'm going to walk back to the previous award. I just want to give a shout out to Dantas Sabonis for never performing when I pick him up. One of the worst streamers. (laughs) Screw you, Dantas Sabonis. I just saw his dumb name. Um, respect, though, to his dad. Those are pretty good surprises. Any any other surprises he had? That's runner up. That's all my that's all my surprises. All right. Um, this is one of my favorite awards, the Fantasy Tramp. Um, this this award goes to the player who has been picked up and dropped by. Almost every team, if not every team in the league, multiple times. He, he's really gotten around. He is the, the fancy trap of the, the tramp of the season. Um, and this was kind of this one was kind of hard for me. But uh, Tyler, who do you have as the fancy tramp of the year? Oh, now 
This one might come as a bit of a surprise to you, Michael, but I put down Kelly Oubre Jr. Oh, I, I, like, I like that pick. I feel like Oubre is, is on the fringe of the top 100 this year, but it always seemed like, okay, you know, John Wall was out this game. Okay, yeah, okay, hell, I picked him up. Okay, I'm going to drop him now. You know what I mean? Like the Wizards have just had the kind of right amount of injuries. Auto Porter's missed a few games. And I feel like Oubre always gets picked up and dropped and picked up and dropped. And he also just doesn't provide that stat line that makes you like get super excited. But it's just good enough across the board that he pretty much owned for every game the Wizards play. It's just not always by the same team. Hmm. I like that. I like that one. He's he's kind of been someone who you think is going to be like, oh man, he's got some potential. He could be a good fancy player, and then just doesn't just doesn't figure it out and falls off, goes right back down. That's a good one. I like that one. All right, who do you got? Who's your tramp? All right. There, there was a lot of worthy tramps out there. Greg Monroe, he's a real tramp. Um, Terry Rozier, just due to uh, the injuries. But those are circumstantial tramps, you know what I mean? Uh, they, they they got picked up and dropped for, for real reasons. Uh, Marcy Gortat is a runner-up in my book. Because, you know, he's got the name value, right? But he's been also trash. Is that like Tater Tot's brother? Yes, I think it is. Um, But I actually went with Willie Cauley-Stein. I have seen him picked up and dropped so many times, including by uh, uh, by myself. I've I've definitely owned him, got sick of him, owned him again, got sick of him. Uh, over and over and over and he's got he's just he's got that potential and it just like it, it just seems like every three games or so he just falls off or doesn't oh. play that's that's the problem right is it's it's more of a it's more of a dave yeager thing than a well they call stein thing is yeager just can't he can't. plays Collie stein for 32 minutes a night and then he has to give him the game where he plays the proverbial 22 just and there's, there's no everybody. reason. There's just no reason for him to do it. Well, no, Zach Randolph needs 40 minutes in that game. I mean, don't you know that 36 year old guy's helping the Kings? Yeah, actually, I mean, Zach Randolph should have a really nice game the other day. Was that last Zach night? Randolph can still play. Don't get me wrong, but it's doing the Kings no good because okay, so he gets you a win tonight. That's actually hurting you too because you have the chance to get the number one pick if you lose, not win. I um I wish they would figure it out there. I wish someone would actually be an adult in the damn room and uh and say, "Oh, we need to be the worst team in the league right now. And we need to know if Scott Lavassier is a, is a is an asset. We need to know if Willie Collystein is worth building around because there's some centers we could pick up in this next draft." Because we definitely suck. I'm I'm not sure. Actually, you know, but I've seen Buddy Heald picked up and dropped in a lot of leagues. Uh, maybe we should just give the award to the entire Kings. They roster. made they made a trade that summed up what's wrong with the Kings. They traded. Okay, they had Malachi Richardson, who I still don't think we know what Malachi Richardson is or was. I mean, they never really played him. 
Okay. And they refused to play him. They would play guys like Vince Carter and Garrett Temple over him this year, which made no sense to me. Okay. Then they trade him for Bruno Caboclo, who has never done anything ever. It's like, why would you trade a younger small forward for a guy who's older and also never done anything? I mean, it's like you never even gave the guy the chance. And I think that's their problem is like, they're always just looking for a shiny new toy and they're never really looking to be good and get the franchise going in the right direction. Now it's um, always every year, sad state and affairs in Sacramento. Um, I don't want, I don't want them to lose their team. The Kings have at least a, a mid to late nineties history that I uh, truly enjoyed growing up. I don't want them to lose their team. I'd rather see the league expand um, but you know they're they're at risk. They're they're real bad. They're real terrible. That arena is going to save them. I mean, they're like they're actually like fifteenth in uh, NBA team value because of that new arena. Oh wow! I did not know that. Yeah, the Forbes just released. Oh. It. I think they were like it would have been sixteenth or seventeenth. But that Golden One Center is a really nice arena, and and it's obviously I mean it's only the second year playing in it, so. And um, I did I did catch the Forbes um, franchise list, and I just want to th- I just want to throw it out there, just want to mention it that the Boston Celtics, when they're you know basically title contenders, are worth less than the bottom of the barrel Chicago Bulls. Just saying it. It was on the list. It's just true. It's just true. And that's all I need to know. So, you know, up yours, Boston. All right. I'm going to flip it back on you. I'm going to let you go first for the second half of these awards. All right. I don't don't like that, Tyler. Are you ready ready for the next category? Um, No, I'm not. But uh, go ahead. It is the best waiver wire pickup. Ooh. That's a good – that's a good award. Um, Who – who was like, oh man, this dude was a must grab, and you know he's carrying my damn team. Um, I think earlier in the year, right, everyone kind of thought. I mean, it was it was day. I'm pretty sure it was day one that uh, when when Jason Tatum kind of went off in that first game, and everybody's like, oh, that was the dude. That was the guy you needed to be picked up. But you know, he hasn't really. He's been good, but you're right. But he hasn't been. Uh, he hasn't been. I wouldn't call him the waiver wire pick of the year by any means. Um, I know there's been a lot of injuries. Oh, man, this is a kind of a tough one. Let's see. Oh, you want me to go first? You go I've got first. It. You go first because I had a tr- I had trouble. I had trouble with this one. Um, I really did. So Donovan Mitchell, I already mentioned him. I think he was probably the one. Yeah. He was available on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues, and we mentioned already he was the 35th ranked player for the season. Um, the 39th ranked player for the season was available well into the season, and that's Josh Richardson. Oh. Um, and Josh Richardson doesn't do anything super spectacular. He's another one of those guys who's just real good across the board, an, an auto porter type. And uh, – so he he was definitely uh, my second non Donovan Mitchell choice, um, and then I got two more if if you really want them. Um, it's one guy you already mentioned, 
Uh, Joe Ingles is the 44th, and Kent Bazemore is the 40th ranked player. I feel like uh, all those guys were available on the waiver wires at points. Oh, yeah, they, they definitely were. Um, I Actually, I, I do have one. This guy was available, I, I think, on a lot of waiver wires. I think, you know, some of the obviously bigger leagues, a little bit more savvier leagues probably picked him up in the draft. Um, Chris Dunn. Yeah. Chris Dunn, I don't think, got drafted in every league, every standard league. Probably a lot of standard leagues uh, overlooked him. They, they didn't know if Jerry and Grant was playing. Chris Dunn wasn't going to play at the beginning of the season. And um, he's been he's been excellent. I'll throw out one more guy. The 56th-ranked player for the season, Spencer Dinwiddie, was available. Oh, yeah, that's a good no, one, too. No one even really thought he was going to play, right, until they got the in- injuries to Jeremy Lin and D'Angelo Russell, and he found himself a spot. Yeah, he was um, circumstantial, right, but uh, has, has probably swung – multiple teams um, into contention simply by some of the stats he's been put up. And I'm, I'm, I've been pretty impressed with him this year. Good for him. All right. Now time to put the hammer down. Good stats on the bat on a bad team award. There's All lots right. of options here. There are lots of options. And um, I'm, I'm actually, I got one. Um, and I'm going to go with not, not the consensus pick. Uh, maybe not a pick people are even thinking about. I'm going to go with Dennis Schroeder. I don't think Dennis Schroeder is good. I, there, I said it. I don't think Dennis Schroeder is good. The dude's averaging almost 20 points a game, six assists. But he doesn't get a steal. He shoots like a terrible percentage. He doesn't hit threes. I think he those are good stats for Dennis Schroeder. And he's only doing that because he's on the Atlanta Hawks. I can get behind that. Who, who, uh, do, you, who do you got? I think there's an obvious pick here. But um, I've I got... wanted to, want to avoid him. Because he's. I think he's actually a good player. And I think he could get those stats on a good team. I've got a few. Um, first one I'll mention, Enos Cantor. Um, Ooh, that's a great one. 36th ranked in eight category leagues for the season. 14 points, over 10 rebounds. That might have been a waiver um, wire nominee as well. I feel like Enos Cantor was getting picked late in most drafts, and that, that was why I kind of stayed away from him on the yeah. waiver wire. But Enos Cantor's been great, and um, we talked about that as soon as he got moved to New York, right? We said that in Mark's rankings, he was like a top 50 player. And, and I, we thought a lot of people yeah. were sleeping on him. And that's turned out to be the case. Turns um, out he's better than top 50 player. The other two I'll mention, Kent Bazemore. I, I already mentioned he's the 40th okay. ranked player. Um, he's getting a lot of sexy stats, including 1.6 steals a game on yeah, the he's Hawks. Still, he's still not good. Yeah, no, he's. <laughs> I mean, he's. I don't know that he's ever been good, but this is what the third or fourth year he's been fantasy relevant in his career. Um. So, I mean, there's another guy. Um, Tyreek Evans. Ah, uh, that's that's probably the winner. I actually thought you were going to go with Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker is good no matter what team he's on. That's why I was avoiding him. But yeah, Tyreek no, Evans, I think, is the winner. Yeah, and, and, and that's kind of why I avoided Devin Booker, too. Um, Tyreek Evans has been great this year. And I don't think many people saw it coming. I mean, I think we knew he could get stats if he stayed healthy and got minutes. But that's been a big problem the last few years. But he's done it this year. Yeah, 
Um, I won't go. I will not say it. Lowry marketing. You could put it in there, but you're wrong. He's he's that good in real life. Not just because the Bulls are bad. Oh, I'm with you there. Um, yeah, there were there were quite a quite a few. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is not that bad either. Tim Hardaway Jr. is all right. He's fine. Um, all right. Best I'm, rookie performer of the year, Mike. Who's it been? Who's been the best rookie, rookie performer of the year? I mean, it's Donovan Mitchell. I mean, is it though? Well, okay, it's it's, it's okay. Okay, are we counting Ben Simmons as a rookie? Because I I know he's in the rookie of the year race. I understand it's his first year. He's actually played. Are we counting Ben Simmons? Because we well, are. I, mean, I guess. But I think it's surprising to some people how neck and neck those two really are. I mean, they're the 31st and 35th ranked players on the season. Yeah, and that's incredible. And that's super incredibly rare for um, rookies. We rarely get rookies. And so, like, Carl Anthony Towns, he was a fluke, right? Anthony Davis was a fluke. There was a couple flukes over the last few years, but usually rookies are not that good. Yeah, no, and I mean, is there another rookie in the top 100? I don't, I don't think there is. Um, Larry Markadon, yo, is in the top 100. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 67th. Okay, my bad. I missed respect, him, and I missed John Collins, number 80. Johnny Collins, who um, per minute is going to be great, and just cannot doesn't doesn't seem to, um, just doesn't seem to get the consistent playing time right now. I think that will take care of itself by the end of the year. Uh, I know people were hyped on Kyle Kuzma, and Kyle Kuzma's a decent fantasy player. Jason Tatum, I think I... All the way down to 93rd, though. Kuzma slipping out of the top 100 fast. And I think I... uh, Yeah, Jason Tatum, the kind of one one of my earlier, perhaps, uh, waiver wire pickup. Um, He's in the top 50 still. Yeah. There's a lot of good rookies this year. Yeah, a lot surprising amount, I would say. And it's so, not the big names we thought, right? We thought it would be Fultz and Ball, and I mean, yeah. those are well outside. And uh, one can't shoot, and the other can't shoot. So um, it's it's not going well for either one of those dudes. And Ball's 138th, and Fultz is yet to score. Yeah, a lot of those rookie rankings were uh, way off. Very far off. All right. That was a good one. Are we ready for the best deep league pickup of the no, season? No, I'm not ready because I want to give one more shout out. We're doing awards. We got to give uh, awards out. I'm going to make up my own award for this guy. Uh, best player, best old oldest player in the world playing basketball. Best 30 year old, 39 year old, 40 year old playing in the game. Vince Carter. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki is standardly relevant again, somehow, right now, standardly in, relevant right now. In zero minutes per game, it seems like. Yeah, it's like, what, what, did he play tonight? Oh yeah, no, he played. He like played twenty minutes, uh, twenty two minutes. Oh yeah, he uh, just did Dirk things, hit some threes, scored some points, got some rebounds, shot good percentages, didn't turn the ball over. Just Dirk, just Dirking it up. Throughout the throughout the season, all year, that um, honestly, 
you're it's good to be hard pressed. There's a lot of fantasy uh, historians. There's probably no there's no fancy historians. I take that back. Uh, there's if you go look, at, I'd be the first. That's the question. I know. I I would love to be that a fancy historian. If you go back and look at certain players in fantasy, you know Tim Duncan was good for twenty freaking years in fantasy. KG was good for an incredibly long time. Dirk Nowitzki should also be uh, said in the same time of that uh, in that list. He should be mentioned with those players. I'm pretty sure those were all words, but it was not a good sentence, Michael. Yeah, I'm all over the place. I couldn't, I couldn't get a good award name for this one. I just wanted, to, I wanted, to, I just wanted to respect Dirk. Like respect this, he's had an amazing season. I will what second that motion. All right, let's get to the final award of the night. Oh no, it's not the final award, but let's get to the one of the the next to last award of the night. All right, the best deep league pickup. Who do you got? Who's been a good deep league pickup this year? Oh man, this is a. This is a tough one. There's been I've got, a lot. I've got three. I think there's been a lot of uh, in, in how deep of a league, how deep of a league are we talking here? Well, I'd like to say about the man who I think is performing the best in the fewest amount of minutes. Ooh, okay, okay. So this man is getting 13 minutes a game on average, 13.6 to be exact. Wow, and he is the 112th ranked player. Wow. Any guesses on who this real. man is? Um, Kylo Quinn? No, sir. He is getting more minutes than that. He's getting 16.7 minutes a game. Wow. And he is the 107th ranked player. Okay. I, I, I don't know who it could be. I really this don't. This is one Mr. David West for the Golden State Warriors. Whoa. I don't believe it. 7.1 points what? a game. Three and a half rebounds, 1.9 assists, 0.7 steals, 1.2 blocks, 61% from the field, and 73% from the free throw line makes him the 112th ranked player in 13.6 minutes. Wow. I'm impressed. Good for him. That to me is the best deep league pickup of the season so far. That is super, that is a super, super deep pick. Um, I would throw out there some runners up. Perhaps I think you're you're probably we'll probably have to I, I don't think I could beat that, but um, you know Karis Levert, I don't I think people were kind of on him, but I don't think he was uh, he's definitely not a standard league relevant type of guy. He's 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 playing pretty well, and um, oh I just had him. Where is that little um jerk? Where is that guy? I'll I'll throw out a couple. Trey ones. Lyles, there it is. There Trey Lyles go. probably got picked up late rounds and in, in deeper leagues and uh, has really panned out. Now, granted that was due to Paul Millsap's injury, but still incredibly good value for where he was probably drafted. I'll throw out just a couple more. Uh, JJ Barea, 122nd ranked player for the season. Always underrated every year. Yep. And I think a lot of people sleep on him and he often, a lot of times, even in like 14 team leagues, no one even picks him. It's crazy. Um, and this one maybe hasn't been that good yet, but looks like he's going to be good for the rest of the season. Uh, DJ Augustine. Ah, yeah. He will be good for the rest of the season. All very good ones. All right. So this is a late, late breaking category. And this is my oh, favorite yeah. one. I'm not going to okay. lie to you, Mike. It is the biggest surprise performer in the post all-star mm-hmm. break section. Biggest so surprise performer. So, so we're like, going to, I don't, I don't want the big name, okay? Like, we're going to throw out all the stats we've seen so far, okay? 
and we're going to say, we're not saying who's the best player, right? I don't want to hear LeBron or James Harden no, or whatever, no, right? No. I want the biggest surprise. So the biggest Victor Oladipo, right? The Victor Oladipo of the second half, the Lou Williams of the second half here, the Donovan Mitchell, the, the Darren Collison, that type of player. Well, I was, about, I was about ready to crown Ricky Rubio until he got injured. Uh, he's been a disappointment this year, so another run, uh, nominee for most disappointing. But uh, uh, he was coming on pretty strong there over the last few weeks, and uh, this injury has derailed him. I'm hoping the All-Star break gets him back. Uh, I think he's a nominee for this. I don't think he's the winner. Uh, uh, let's see. I think uh, I think it's a little too cheap to go with John Collins. You know, there's a chance John Collins just blows up, right? But uh, we everybody's been sitting on that all year. That's not that's not really a surprise. Right, him and Dwayne Dedman, I don't think, unless they're like top 10 players, I don't think you can count either one of them because I always feel like there's a lot of hype around those two, even though they're not getting that many minutes. That's true. That's true. Um, you know, you got Alfred Payton now in Phoenix. You don't know what's going to happen there. He's He's been able to turn it on every once in a while. Uh, Aaron Gordon really fell from grace. He could uh, completely turn it around. Hmm. I'm uh, I'm pretty torn here. I think those are some decent nominees. All who, right. Who are you looking at? Who are you thinking? So are you ready to hear my list? Sure. I've got some some maybe some surprise ones and some okay. some not surprise ones. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. been oh. the 154th ranked player. Okay. Pre All Star break, I say he's a top 75 player. Whoa. Star break. That's aggressive. Okay, um, he's getting the minutes. He's shot poorly so far, but I think he's slowly kind of fallen into the hang of things here, and I think he could take a big leap in this post All Star break period. That's my number one. Not not the not the worst take. Okay, my number two, Austin Rivers. Boo! Now hear me out here. He's the Boo. two. Oh, screw Austin Rivers. He's the 208th ranked player. That okay. Sucks. What's going to save Austin Rivers is his daddy's going to give him a lot of minutes. And he is scoring 15 and a half points a game so far this season. He's getting a steal a game so far this season. Okay. I think that the, the Clippers are just going to play him a ton of minutes. He's going to take a little bit more of a ball handling role. And I think we could see Austin Rivers be a top 100 player post All Star. Screw that guy. You don't like that one? I think that's. I just don't like call. Austin Rivers. That's a. I think it's a good call. He's going to play a lot. There's nothing really going on on that team. You know, Daniela Garnari's coming back. He could always take that leap. He could always be a really good second half type of player to pick up. But you know, people know that, right? Um, I'm not against your pick in Austin Rivers. I, I think it's a it's a good take. Uh, just you know, screw that guy. Um. My next, my next pick maybe maybe won't be a huge surprise, but I think he's going to have a good second half. It's Michael Beasley. I think they're just going to rely on him to score so much in New York with not a lot else there. That uh, he was the 128th ranked player in 20 minutes a game. You know when I when I saw this question, that's who I was thinking of, and uh, completely slipped my mind. Oh, Mike Bees. So that's a really, he, that's a really good one. I think he's going to be good and. This is my shot in the dark, and I've, I mentioned this player a few times before. He's due back on February 28th. Okay, he hasn't played a ton. But I think the Magic are going to be committed to giving him some good run down the stretch here, and I think he could be a big surprise. It's Mr. Jonathan Isaac. I like that. 
I like that one a lot. That's got potential. Um, and, and as we've seen, you know, uh, Josh Jackson has been playing in um, in Phoenix, and um, he's been playing pretty well as well. And both him, Isaac, and Josh Jackson both had that similar kind of across-the-board type of game. Um, I'm a little bit surprised Josh Jackson has played as well as he has lately. Uh, we, we might be able to see the same kind of elite from Isaac. I'm with you there. I like the I like that thought. That's a pretty good one. So you got any more? No, I think you uh, I think you really covered. I mean, there's always the potential for certain players. I don't believe in these players, right? There's always a the potential for certain players. Uh, Joseph Nurkic could figure it out. I don't think he's going to. He could figure it out, though. He was uh, on my he was on my early list of disappointments. I, I crossed him out. He has definitely been a disappointment. He's been uh, bad. You could uh, Jared Jared Allen. Jared Allen is um, potentially a kind of a John Collins esque type hyped player who could just get the b- brunt of the minutes going down the stretch because there's no. Real reason for Brooklyn to do anything. What's he there? Um, hmm. Other than that, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. There's. Uh, we're missing too many people. And and I'll say this, and I think we say this every time we talk about this award is they all. There's always someone who's on nobody's radar. Yeah. Who, because of injuries or just a team deciding to fall out tank, they start giving a player that no one's really thinking about like 30 minutes a night, and he becomes fantasy relevant for a stretch of games, whether that be a two weeks, a month, the whole post-All-Star break period. So you always got to keep your eyes open. That's 100% true. You just never you just never know. Jonathan Simmons might come out of nowhere. I doubt yeah, it. Right. But it's possible. Well, and I mean, I think with a lot of these rookies, right? Like, say the Clippers go full tank mode and they start playing Juwan Evans 30 minutes a game. Well, any point guard playing 30 minutes a game is probably standardly relevant. I'm not saying that's likely to happen, but it could. Yeah, it definitely could. Uh, You know, Dennis Schroeder is uh, questionable with the back. Uh, Maybe he goes out and, you know, who's going to be running point in Atlanta? What's going to happen there? So, you know, these, especially with injuries, right? Injuries happen. That's always a good sign for uh, fantasy players looking to, to get value out of their waiver wire. Uh, but you're right, 100% chance that someone is, who we didn't even mention is going to come out of nowhere and be uh, very relevant down the stretch. I guess Thomas, that's my promo to keep listening. Just keep Tom, listening. Thomas Saransky? He came out of nowhere. He's obviously going to go back to nowhere once John Wall is back. But that's an incredibly good example. You know, he's he's worth streaming. He's worth probably owning. I'm still hoping it's Man Gog Mathong. Still oh, hoping he's the one. That is not a person. Played, played three games for Charlotte so far this season. It's not a person currently in the G League. I'm still hoping he's the man who takes the breakout. I'm um I'm actually going to put all my money on Cameron Payne. Point guard of the future. Um, I, I, I he's been called up. Dance move specialist of the future. I think you mean. Yeah. Point guard of the the number one, like easily the best point guard in like 1954. 
I thought you were going to say point guard of the future for the Windy City Bulls. Uh, I don't know if he can make that team. Oh, now, come on. Yo, he's pretty bad. Every time they send Cristiano Felicio down there, he, like, destroys that team. I saw a line, you know, Cameron Payne had, like, a like a regular, like, okay, like a pretty good line. You know, like 16 and 6 or something like that. Every time Cristiano Felicia goes down there, he's like 21 and 17 and he's murdering people. It's it's insane um, to compare the stats, right? Like you'll see a, a rookie or a player who doesn't play much on a team go down there and you're like, oh, you know, he had 13 points and five rebounds, like a, a decent stat line in an NBA game. And you're like, oh, man, he did pretty well. And then you look at like some of the other stat lines in the game and like some of them are just insane, like you're mentioning like, Ooh, this big man had 25 points and 20 rebounds, and you're going like, holy crap. And also, like, you know, Christian Felicio is um, a solid pick and roll, good feet, good hands center who is at the end of a bench on an NBA team, and he goes down to the G League and eats people for lunch. Like, that's the, the giant difference in talent. Which it doesn't, you know, it doesn't seem like there would be that large of a difference in talent, but like, and the G League players are all like the best basketball players you've ever seen, out, you know, outside the NBA. Like, they all they all could play in Europe, probably. Oh yeah, no doubt. Well, um, I mean, a, a lot of the players have been professionals in Europe, yeah, at some stretch in their career, and and been successful players over there. Yeah, some of them have uh, actually pretty good track records over there. I actually wanted to um, give a late breaking change. Um, turns out one of the awards we awarded tonight, um, mistakenly we, we picked up the card from a wrong, wrong award, wrong winner. I have to apologize to the winner of the uh, biggest surprise this season because the biggest surprise goes to Mecca Okafor is in the league. That's true. Mecca Okafor four played an NBA game, multiple NBA games this season. So, he was pretty good in the uh, a few of them too. Not bad, not bad. Uh, respect to Mecca Okafor for making a comeback, coming back in the league, and maybe getting paid. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since we've seen a Mecca Okafor. I mean, right? It's been like five years since a Mecca Okafor has actually played. There's probably I could probably name at least ten people I thought would come back to the NBA before Mecca Okafor, and uh, so good for him. Yeah, he's literally not played a game in the last four seasons. Who got paid more this year, Mecca Okafor or Gilbert Arenas? Okafor. Is that Gilbert Arenas' contract over? Uh, no. I think it was Gilbert Arenas, my friend. I don't think it is. I think that contract's still going. Yeah, the Gilbert Arenas got paid more. Yes, he did. That's amazing. That's factually correct. Gilbert Although what he's he played some in Europe, so he actually made a little bit more money than you think, Michael Okafor, this year. Okay, all right. I, I don't know if that's going to equal. I don't. It doesn't equal the problem. Twenty million that Gilbert Arenas got. That's wild. Absolutely wild. Good for Gilbert Arenas. I, I respect that. Well, I, I respect think that's, points, bro. 
I, I, I don't respect some of the things he's done. So, but uh, man, kids today will never know what kind of. I mean, what kind of absolute irrational confidence Gilbert Arenas and he would make those shots. Like, you know, go back and watch some Gilbert Arenas clips. Dude was, uh, dude was would just get on catch on fire. He'd be shooting. You know, today no no big deal to be shooting like three, four steps behind the three point line. But back then, it was unheard of. He was pretty much the only guy in the league doing it. Those yeah. crazy three pointers that were, well, crazy. Uh, it was it was wild. He looked like he was going to be the first um, kind of Steph Curry esque type player. Um, not not as good, obviously, as Steph Curry. By any means, but uh, it's it's like that's not the craziest thing to say out loud. No, it's not, man. He was shooting from Steph Curry range back in the day. Yeah, back in the early aughts. Um, so respect didn't you know what the most surprising award got taken away from Mecca Ofer and went to us for uh, talking about? I did not think we'd be talking about Gilbert Arenas on the show. So congratulations to us. Uh, I think that's it, Tyler. Do we have any? Uh, I think that was it for our fancy basketball 2018 hashtag basketball presented watching the boxes award show. Not too shabby. It was a good one. Another good one. Always. Um, so, yeah, we will be on an all star hiatus. Um, there might be a special episode from uh, Mr. Tyler Watts while I am on vacation. So we want to thank all you guys, listeners, everybody who's listening. You know, uh, we do this because uh, all you guys out there, and we really appreciate uh, you guys tuning in. If you have feedback for the show, you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter. You can find me at Watch the Boxes or Tyler at Watsy4444. Tweet at us with, uh, really, you got questions that you want to hear on the show. Um, different segments you want to hear. If you want us to focus more on Dynasty or Keepers or anything like that, we'll, we'll happily throw that in the show because, like I said, we uh, we do it for all you, and we really want to thank you for listening throughout the uh, all the way through the All-Star break. And um, we're going to have plenty of content down the stretch heading into um, really the playoffs in, in a lot of leagues. And so uh, we hope you guys stick around. And if you really want to help out the show, whatever you're listening to this on, rate us, review us. We'd really appreciate that. That really helps people find the show. Or tell somebody in your league, tell a friend. And if you like playing daily fantasy basketball and you like regular fantasy basketball and you're good at that, chances are you're going to be pretty good at draft.com. I feel like it's a much better daily fantasy site where you actually draft a team instead of make up a team out of random players, some of them you don't care, who will maybe only play six minutes that night. Um, If you go to draft.com and sign up and use the promo code BOXES, you will get a free entry into your first game. That's it, Tyler. You got anything else to plug? No, man, that's it. Perfect. We will catch you all after the All-Star break. Enjoy your dunk contest. (laughs) 